This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by Sales Fuel Coach, our adaptive sales coaching featuring five-minute quick coaching personalized to each sales rep. Learn more about Sales Fuel Coach at salesfuel.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Well, you know, Lee, I pulled out the dictionary this morning in preparation for today's guest, and I looked up the definition of alignment. Do you want to take a stab at it? Well, no. Tell me what dictionary.com has to say about that. It, it was dictionary.com. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to uh, tell me the dash Webster's. To arrange things so they form a line or are in proper position or to change something so that it agrees with or matches something else. And, and whether you're exiting out of COVID-19 in your area or your business is still locked down, whatever your situation alignment is something that many people probably haven't thought to look at right now. And the secondary definition is something sales struggles to do with marketing. (laughs) Yes, that's true too. (laughs) Welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. I'm Audrey Strong. I'm the Vice President of Communications at SalesFuel. And I'm Celie Smith, the President and CEO of SalesFuel. That's right. And Jonathan Hensley is our guest today, the co-founder and CEO of Emerge, a digital product consulting firm that works with companies to improve operational agility and customer experience. He's going to talk to us about how much more important alignment is becoming in the world of the pandemic. And so, Jonathan, welcome. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, so is that the right definition? You know, it's, it's, it's a definitely an accurate definition, but I think it's, a, it's important to go a little bit deeper to really understand Please. how it applies in our businesses and our lives. Go ahead. <laughs> so, you know, there's in, in our work uh, that we've really, you know, looked at how does alignment impact an organization, a business of any kind? It could be a small business. You could be a, a Fortune 100 company. And we've, we have identified really four levels of alignment that are really important. Uh, for, I think, leaders, especially right now more than ever, to really understand. Um, The first one is individual alignment. So what that means is for individuals within the company and team, understanding how their work uh, really matters, um, why they're doing what they're doing, how they make a difference. um, That impact is incredibly empowering. And as we shift uh, into really needing our employees to be more creative, innovative, uh, be more effective, um, that empowerment um, is shown to really drive performance. And so that's a really important thing to consider. Um, the second one is team alignment. Uh, that deals with how we build alignment with others in our organization, how we integrate all of our unique disciplines and experience and uh, expertise and perspectives. Um, and when we're being asked to deliver um, you know, high results, uh, whether it be serving our customers, managing the operations of the company. It's really important for us to have that team alignment, especially when we're working cross functions. Uh, you just uh, kind of joked about, you know, aligning sales and marketing. I mean, it's, it's so true, but if you have a a very, uh, you know, alignment between those two parts of the organization, uh, the impact that you can make is significant, right? Mm -hmm. Just as one example. Um, The third level is the organizational alignment itself, um, really dealing with building alignment um, that reflects the organization's larger vision, uh, your your strategy, uh, understanding how goals, priorities, actions are actually lined up with the resources and capabilities that you have. uh, And that becomes incredibly powerful. And the fourth 
is market alignment, really dealing with understanding your customer and really understanding them from an empathetic level, making sure that you understand the problem that you're solving and really the solution that your product is providing uh, to that customer. And so that alignment is really about having market fit and driving uh, success uh, with those customers as you try to grow your business and serve them. Which one of those is the most challenging for a manager or company leadership? I think the hardest one is actually uh, organizational alignment. It's the most complex, uh, you know, and from there, you can break it down into team and individual levels. Um, and I think there's a lot of challenges that happen there that we see. You know, oftentimes organizations have uh, lofty goals. Uh, those goals are confused as strategy uh, and as purpose, and they're, they're often not. Uh, they're, they're great to be ambitious. It's great to have uh, that forward-thinking perspective, um, but it really requires, you know, to build alignment, uh, clarity uh, on, you know, why do we exist? What are we trying to do as a company? What problem do we solve? How do we solve it better than anybody else? You know, what actions do we need to take to, to actually succeed? Um, that's really hard work. It's hard for leaders and it has to be distributed down uh, with that clarity down through management and management has to be building that in their teams. And the more and more in our organizations, we, as we ask teams to operate autonomously to have more decision-making power so that they, our organization can perform better, um, an understanding of alignment at, and having it established at the top level, it becomes mission critical. So since January or February, when um, COVID-19 busted out, all those questions you just ticked off, you know, may have completely different answers right now than 90 days ago. Um, so can you relay any anecdotes or what's happening at Emerge that um, has changed and how your solution finding and maybe some tips for folks? Yeah, I think a couple of things that, uh, you know, we, we've been dealing with ourselves as a, I think a lot of other people are is one thing is when you think about alignment, alignment is not a one-time thing. Um, alignment is something that's uh, episodic. You have to be working on it all the time as it's mm, needed. Yeah. And that's really important. Same, same concept of strategy or, you know, any kind of good process, right? It's, you've got to be able to make sure you nurture it. Uh, and so what we've been doing is really looking at, okay, you know, we have a very clear, you know, set of goals inside of Emerge. Our teams are focused. Now, what do we need to do to build alignment as we go forward? And there's a couple of things that we have really invested into and we've found through our research and working with other organizations that really help um, through that process. Uh, the first one uh, that's been really powerful for us is we have a really strong common language. And what I mean by that is that, you know, every industry, every business has its own, you know, set of uh, terminology, right? We all, and how we leverage that or, uh, is, you know, part of kind of our shorthand of how we work and collaborate together. But one of the most important things is not a shared, um, those, that terminology, what's more important and powerful is a shared understanding of that terminology. So we've really, uh, as uh, COVID-19 hit, started to look at, okay, well, we're, we're introducing a whole new layer of terminology into our business. Do we all have the same understanding of what that means? And as things are really moving quickly, how do we make sure that we have that? Because that reinforces alignment in the organization so we can take quick action. 
so that when we're talking about something, we don't have to go have another meeting to redefine something. We can talk about it and we can go into problem solving based on a shared understanding of what that thing is. And so that's been really important. When you consult with companies, how can you tell if a company is lacking alignment? What kind of symptoms do you see? Oh boy, there's a lot of them. Um, you know, I think a, the biggest ones that we see are things like they don't really uh, know their customer very well. Um, decisions around, you know, the kind of products or processes they're creating are more based on their uh, individual experience versus actually making customers a part of, of the solution uh, process uh, and developing those systems and processes. Um, another really easy one to see and identify is um, expectations where they're just misaligned. Uh, and so sometimes we'll go in and we'll just do a really easy exercise. You know, what, you know, what does success look like to you? And we talked to all the stakeholders and we realized, well, we've got five different interpretations of success. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a really easy way to, you know, symptomatically start to address and identify where there's misalignment and then we can start building towards alignment. Um, that's really common. It also is important to recognize the size of your organization will directly impact, you know, how alignment needs to be managed. If you're a two person organization, you know, it's really easy. You just are talking to one another. Um, you know, if you go from two people to three people, you've actually got six degrees of communication. Uh, you now need to manage. If you go to four people, you're actually got 12 degrees of communication you have to manage. So communication becomes much, much more complex. So having clarity in these anchors around alignment actually help you manage complexity. Um, so we can identify sometimes in, in larger groups or teams, if there's a breakdown there, it's, it's pretty easy to identify. Um, a lot of times you'll also see, you know, things that are, are common pain points for organizations, uh, siloed knowledge, um, skipping steps, trying to move faster um, and with less of a focus on impact and outcome. Uh, and those types of things are really uh, symptomatic issues um, of that there's a lack of alignment. You think that everyone working remotely now, uh, instead of being together in a physical office or having face-to-face -face conversations has made it easier or harder to be in alignment? I think it's a little bit harder as we adjust. Uh, per, I mean, this is my personal opinion, of course, but I think, you know, it's, there's something when you're in a room with somebody and you can see their body language and how they react to things. And you can, you know, I think those kinds of cues and things can be missed when you're uh, working remote. Uh, I think that's where video becomes super uh, important when you are working remote, having those meetings, still presenting, uh, you know, yourself so that you can have some those social cues and, you know, being able to react to one another, I think becomes really important. But I think it, it's harder. It's not like you can just pull a quick group of people into a room and start to whiteboard stuff out uh, collaboratively. So adjusting to a lot of new tools for organizations is uh, is a hurdle. And you also you miss uh, some other cues. You do miss some body language, and you miss anything that's out of the frame. You miss, and yeah. you know that's that's difficult sometimes. Uh, I think that it makes it more challenging. It definitely does. I mean, I, I certainly miss it. I miss having that time with my team and being able to to do that. But it's, I do too. Uh, yeah, I do too. I'm looking forward to seeing them when it when it's uh, when it's appropriate. You say that the absence of alignment can prevent the best ideas from being realized. So, can you give us uh, our listeners an example of a good exercise that perhaps you are using 
to draw out new ideas and take advantage of the uh, circumstances we all find ourselves in? Yeah, I, I think one that's really uh, powerful, but I think some might sound somewhat obvious at first is really mapping your current state. So this is not a new principle by any means, but it's uh, rare that an organization has truly mapped their current customer experience, uh, looking at how their systems and their processes are connected and those interdependencies. A lot of times things develop over time in kind of functional silos. Breaking that down and being able to have that mapped is a really powerful way to build um, knowledge across teams, across individuals, uh, it, which helps develop alignment um, and also is a really amazing way to start to look and identify areas of opportunity. Um, if you, you know, look at, you know, we have a high uh, churn rate on our product, you know, well, where is that coming from? Is, is that a product issue? Is that an onboarding issue? Is that, you know, usually these issues can be identified to be somewhere uh, quite a bit upstream uh, in those processes. And so if we start to look at that, we might see areas of, of opportunity and innovation um, and low-hanging fruit that can really transform our organization, especially during times like this. So philosophical question, can you have collaboration without alignment? No. Hmm. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll expand on that answer. Um, I think that, uh, so I'm a big fan of Stephen M. R. Covey. He uh, wrote a book called The Speed of Trust, a uh, phenomenal book. Uh, and, you know, he makes this case that you can coordinate with anybody. So we don't have to necessarily know each other or even like each other, but we can coordinate with each other to get something done. But true collaboration um, comes from having a foundation of trust and, and alignment. Um, and that's something that, that I believe in. You know, true collaboration is made possible by having alignment, <clears throat> by having a shared understanding, um, by being able to let people know that they have a safe place to explore new ideas, to talk. Um, you know, we can coordinate, we coordinate with vendors, we coordinate with strangers all the time, um, but we wouldn't classify that as collaboration. And I think what we're really looking at when we're collaborating is to be able to create um, and uh, versus just organize. And so when we're looking to create something that requires alignment so we can focus our energy and intentions on, on the best possible outcome. And I, I need to know that they don't, that they just, just understand you know, what we're trying to do, but they, that they're committed to it, that they're totally bought in and that I can trust them that, you know, they're not just paying lip service to it or whatever, that, they, that they're totally on board and they're, they're moving in the same direction I'm moving in. And I, I find that when that doesn't happen, then it's really difficult to be in alignment or to have any type of collaboration. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's interesting. Um, there's a, um, uh, neuroscientist uh, by the name of uh, Dan Cable, he wrote a book called Live at Work. Um, and he actually points out the fact that there's not just a psychological need like you, you described, but there's a biological need to align alignment and collaboration, right? If we can, if we have that understanding, people understand who I am. Uh, they understand what I'm, you know, what's important to me, um, that the ability to actually unlock the potential of, uh, an individual or an organization and team is, is you know, um, is huge. And so there's really 
you know, component in our, in our biology that really drives us necessity. Uh, and if we can a- acknowledge that, we can really, uh, you know, increase the, the power of our business. Um, it's also something that um, uh, Dan Pink talks about uh, in, uh, in some of his talks and, and books as well. I've never heard that. That's fascinating. And, and maybe I'll be more aware of it just moving through <laughs> the, the workday. One of the other things that you encourage people to look at is the, ride the train to the end of the line within your organization and look at your customer experience or maybe even your internal stakeholder experience. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I think that um, a lot of times those two things are separated. I, I like to use the analogy of a coin, right? You have a customer experience on one side of the coin and your employee experience on the other. Um, especially with technology, especially during times like this, I think we need to pay more attention to the employee experience because it actually, the better the employee experience, the better the result will be for customers as mm-hmm. well. It's a win-win. And I think that's what we're really looking for is, is a win-win. Um, at all times. And when we really focus on that experience, it, uh, and, and internally right now, a lot of organizations, I think, for, are getting a big kick in the pants and saying, look, you need to modernize. You need to look at different ways of operating. Um, other industries have been doing this for a really long time. We need to catch up. And so looking at the employee experience uh, through the lens of the employee and not a new process or system is, is extremely powerful because we're, um, you know, it's very common. Uh, there's a study that was done roughly around 82% of all digital transformation projects fail. And a big part of that failure, not the main reason, but one of the main reasons is that the, the employee is left out of the equation. You know, where we talk about and we champion the customer as we should, we're not championing the employee in those experiences. And so, in order to create the retention that we want of great talent, in order to have more efficiency in the business, uh, you know, we need to understand that we have to engage our employees in helping us solve these problems and creating these processes and systems. And you know, that's you know, we, we have to treat them as if they're our customer because um, we always ever, you, you don't hear almost any CEO ever not say our people are our most important you know mm-hmm. asset. So. Mm-hmm you got to go put, you know, your money where your mouth is, involve them in that process. And the better the experience they have and the better tools you provide them uh, to do their job and, and, you know, empower them, you know, then you're going to be really, truly delivering and it, it changes the results uh, significantly. Tell me how your company, which is a digital product consulting firm, you know, how, how have you been disrupted and how have you had to change through the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, I think, you know, the idea of new products is certainly uh, slowed down right now. I mean, there's, we're lucky that we have do a lot of work in healthcare, which is, you know, been uh, good for our business, but they're going through some of the most challenging times in their history as an industry right now. So we're really stepped back into a support role right now. How do we be a sounding board for all the work that they need to do? Um, and, and doing that for a lot of our clients as well. So that, that certainly impacted our business, uh, but we see that we have a really critical role to play in, in supporting people. Um, and a lot of that is just being there to listen right now uh, and to really be empathetic to what they're going through and what they need. And we're trying to make sure that, that those conversations are shared across the entire organization. So. Uh, I might be on a call with a CEO of a healthcare group 
or with a manufacturing company, and I'm sharing those conversations with the entire company uh, wherever I can, uh, making sure that there's awareness of what uh, you know our customers are going through, um, and so that they can really understand how these impacts are manifesting outside of of our little company. Sure. We've got about a minute left, uh, Jonathan. It's emergeinteractive.com, everyone. Do you want to talk about the book before we wrap? Yeah, thank you. Um, so after two years of, of work and research, uh, I've got a, a book coming out this summer called Alignment. And uh, if uh, listeners are interested, they can get a free copy of that by going to emergeinteractive.com slash podcast. Uh, and I, uh, the book comes from interviewing industry uh, thought leaders uh, from around uh, the country about that are leaders in developing products and digital transformation and bringing all of that insight uh, to the readers about what leadership looks like in a digital era and developing an effective strategy going forward. I can't wait to read that. I know. Congratulations on the book. Sounds fantastic. Thank you. Well, this was very interesting. We thank you for your time and uh, it's so great to have you on the show. Thanks for the great discussion, Jonathan. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.